Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and I'm flying solo for the first time in a while. You know, a lot of my favorite podcasts this week took the week off. And, well, I, I considered doing the same. Not going to lie. Um, no NASCAR this weekend with their one and only break. And no new Smarter this weekend. That got rained out. Citrus County rained out eons ago. Um, Auburndale's off. Showtime ran Wednesday night. So, unfortunately, we were not able to make it out anywhere. So, you know, I thought, well, I'll just skip this week. But I got some interesting stuff. And I feel like I was disappointed that a lot of the shows I like to listen to didn't have an episode. So I kind of felt for you, my listeners, that maybe you'd want a little something to listen to. So what I have in store for you today, we're going to do a little preview of Family Fun Night. We're going to talk about what's going on. I'm going to pick the winners. I don't typically pick the winners for a weekly show, but I'm going to go through each division, kind of set the tone, see where we're at, talk about who's coming, and uh, give some predictions. And then I got some juicy, juicy stuff from one of our spectator racers. And uh, they've got a fun little crop of racers now. And we're expecting a good turnout for Saturday. And they're starting to smack talk each other a little bit. So I've got the scoop on some of that. And we're going to talk on uh, whether, you know, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is that going to, you know, spice it up Saturday night? I don't know. Stay tuned. Um, We're also going to look forward to the Nashville Cup race as the Cup Series gets back on schedule here this weekend, along with the trucks and Xfinity in Nashville as well. So it should be a pretty fun weekend. I mean, I don't expect the world out of these races, but um, it's definitely better than the off weekend. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And I'm going to grade the Cup Series field. I'm going to take a look at the regulars on the season and kind of see where they're at. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and dive deep into it, I want to give you guys a consumable show here this week because I know the last couple of weeks we've, we've had a lot to talk about and it's been a lot of fun uh, with me flying solo tonight. I'm going to try not to be too long-winded and give you guys what you've come to hear. We are going to qu- go around the state quickly. Um, there was some stuff to talk about. Uh, Showtime ran a Wednesday and Thunder Road was back in action, so I want to keep up with that because they've had a pretty fun little race night at, uh, at the Berry High Banks up in Vermont, so we'll talk about that. And I'll give you my fantasy picks for Nashville as, like I said, we look forward to that. So let's dive into it. Oh, and thank you to our sponsors as well. You'll hear their advertisements throughout the episodes. And, you know, if you can, if you're in the market, make sure you support them or at least tell them uh, you appreciate them being a sponsor here just as much as we do. So let's go ahead and get on into this thing. Let's look at what's coming up here at New Smyrna this weekend. It is the return of Family Fun Night. Now, I know the forecast looks poor. And I'm about sick and tired of people saying, well, you might have to reschedule this one on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. I mean, here's the thing. We all look at the same weather forecast, folks. I see what you see. And right now, it don't look pretty. But we've seen so many forecasts change for the better come Saturday. We've seen it. Be clear, clear, clear. And then you wake up Saturday and it ain't going to be clear no more. So all I can tell you is until the event's not going to happen, the event's going to happen. So we're just going to cross our fingers and hope for the best. 
But Family Fun Nights is always, it's a great time. I mean, $5 to get in. There's always four or five really good racing divisions on the card, and this week is no exception. We have the Pro Trucks, the Bomber A's, the Florida Southern Ground Pounders Super Stocks, and Bomber B is making up the race card. And um, I don't know, that looks pretty exciting to me. Plus, we're going to have kids' power wheel races and, um, you know, who knows, probably some some dance songs and stuff when the when the heats get done. But it looks like it'll be a good program. Early bird schedule in effect. We're going to start the heats at 6. Hopefully we can get through 5 or 6 heat races in less than an hour. Um, But if not, you know, hey, we'll roll into the kids' power wheel races right after the heats are done. Then we'll go feature racing at 7.30 or as close to 7.30 as possible. We can't start earlier with the new new early bird timings. The features will not start until 7.30. So anyway, with that said, Let's look at each division here real quick because, again, we, we we had two weeks off and then we had half of a late model race, and I, I feel like we haven't got a full program in in forever. So let's kind of reset things here and talk about what's coming up. We have the Pro Trucks in action, which have had two races on the schedule, and they've been pretty good. I mean, if, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know the last truck race we had, the battle between Richard Levance going for his first win and Taylor Watson going for her second win – one of the best truck races that we've seen. Good, hard, clean racing. They weren't trying to wreck each other. They made contact. They traded vinyl, but it, it was a great race, and I think we're going to have more of the same. Um, I don't know if Taylor Watson is coming. I know Richard Levance is. I know Richard Griffiths is. I know we're going to have some new drivers in the field. Uh, Don Duval in truck number 30 up from the Super Stocks from the last couple of years. He's going to be in a pro truck for the first time. And Brian Mylar's truck's going to be out there with Dusty Williams driving. He finished second, I believe it was at Cordial last time. He was behind the wheel of the truck. So definitely some wild cards in the field. Plus, I'd expect uh, Chuck Ayers, Dylan LeBeau, Dalton Smith, just to name a few. Um, I honestly believe the the truck field, you're not even going to have to worry about it. It's going to be a great field. And that is the main event of the night. That is the highest division on the ladder. Some might say the super stocks are are just as high or will be just as exciting. And hell, they they might be, but I think the pro trucks carry the banner here this week and they don't get to race as much as the super stocks. So I think the pro trucks are the de facto main event here this weekend. And if I had to pick a winner, I feel like we've had some feel good stories out of the pro trucks this year. And I think we're going to get another one. I think Richard Griffiths finally is going to break through and take that new Smyrna win. He's been close. He's had some ups. He's had some downs. But I think this week, Richard in truck number five, Richard Griffiths, is going to get the win for the truck division. Moving on to the Bomber A's. We're going to have some drivers back in the field that we didn't. um, Last time out was one of the smallest car counts in a long time for the Bomber A's. Um, I know some are frustrated with the 24-second rule and the way that's played out and some of the frustrations that go along with the new thing. And and I honestly believe a mid-season lull is expected due to crashes, due to frustration, due to just time, effort, money, all of the above. So I'm not surprised that the ebb and flow. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that last week's turnout or last race's turnout wasn't the best. I'm expecting maybe 12 to 14 cars, honestly. Um, I, I don't see this division getting double downs the rest of the year. I think it's going to plateau a little bit before it gets better. This this rule needs to work its course, and um, you know it, it needs to have a few more races and settle in and and 
we got to get it right. We got to get the drivers used to it. But nonetheless, the Bombers are always going to put on a good show. And I know Joe Racine's coming back. Uh, Hunter Young is apparently coming back uh, for his first Bomber A start after running Bomber Bs for the last couple of years. I'm not sure what Hunter, what car Hunter has, but uh, he has registered and he has said on his own Facebook that he will be back out. So it's good. A uh, couple of cars returning. And, you know, the regulars will be there. CJ, Dustin, Brandon Monroe. Uh, we would expect Courtney Breeden, even though she was frustrated, you know, with the breakout stuff. Um, listen, I don't expect anybody that breaks out to be happy. So with that said, um, I think it'll be a good field. It's always hard to pick a winner here, but I think the winner this week is going to be CJ Creech. He broke out last time when they ran heats. Didn't get to run the feature. Didn't get to redeem himself. Um, I feel like you flip a coin, heads at CJ Creech, tails it's Dustin Higdon. Even with the rules, the fast cars are still up front. But the fast cars have been getting penalized, and they're not always first and second. Uh, they might get penalized and have to work their way back through, which, like I said, I look at it from an announcer standpoint. makes it very exciting. But I know the frustrations behind the wheel could start to pile up. Uh, last week, uh, or last time they raced, we saw Todd Latour come back. So who knows? I mean, it could be 15, 16 cars. It could be 10 to 12 cars. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I think the weather might hold a few people back. And, um, you know, if the weather looks iffy, then, you know, maybe it is a lower car count. But I still think we're going to see great action out of the Bomber A's. And uh, I still think CJ Creech is going to conquer them all. The ground pounders are racing again. I, I think, you know, th this division, it, it's almost like a bonus. You know, there's the expectations for the ground pounders are just enjoy them. And I do. I enjoy looking at the cars. They've had some wild moments. They put on some good races, but I don't think anybody's going to touch Art Koonsman. If he is in that nine car, the, the, the black one, the villain, he is going to be tough to beat. If he's in the possum, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hank Sanders has a chance. But I think between Toby Smith, Hank Sanders, and Art Koonsman, those are going to be the three guys to beat on Saturday night. And, and I would expect a, a field of 8 to 10, which is just fine for the ground pounders. Uh, what I like about the ground pounders is they actually race. And if you stay tuned to the third segment when we go around the state, you'll understand what I mean. But I'm going to put my chips on Art Koonsman for the ground pounders. Superstocks will be in action and. I feel like the Super Sox have been pretty well-behaved this year. They've had some wrecks. They've had some incidents. We've almost got this, you know, triangle going on with... Uh, we, you're going to have this when you have three good teams. The Hollies, the Spears, uh, Team Gould with the Clousers behind the wheel and, and the various drivers behind the wheel of the 16. But with that said, they've had some good races. It's been fun to watch. And I believe this is going to be Blake Clousers' week. He hasn't won the last couple of times out. I think it was in line to win a couple weeks ago before the rainout. I'm going to put my chips on Blake Clouser, but he's going to have to beat George Spears. And if Justin's got the 48 car running a little bit better, he's going to have to worry about him. Um, hopefully, Bobby Holly gets it going a little bit better. It's been a bit of a struggle for Bobby so far this year. Um, and then I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's driving the 16. It might be Rich Clouser this week. And if Rich is in the 16, then. That's definitely going to be a competitive race car as well. So I'm going to put my chips, like I said, on Blake Clouser, but I don't know. If Dad's out in front, he's going to be hard to beat. 
And if George has a good invert, I, I think this race honestly comes down to the invert. If you if you want me to be real, um, if there's a good invert for George Spears, expect him to have that clean air and be hard to beat. If there's a good invert for Blake Clouser, then uh, expect the same for him. If they're both both back there on row two or three or four, then oh boy, it's gonna be fun watching them work through traffic. So the invert I think will play a big hand in the Superstock race, but I'm gonna go Blake Clouser on that one. And then we have the Bomber Bees. I'm expecting a good little field of Bomber Bees. I know there's some uh, new ones in the works. I know that uh, there might be one or two returning. I think we'll see a couple of new cars that uh, we've been expecting this year that haven't made it out yet. So I think we're in line for a good field. I, I I say at least 12, maybe even maybe even more. It'll be a good solid field of cars. I know uh, Kenny will be back in action. Um, he's taken a, a few mental health weeks to get himself back ready to go. Uh, he took the he took these off weeks to heart, and uh, he's looking forward to getting back out there and. I would like to see the Kenny that we saw on opening night where he was up there in the top five before crash damage. I don't think that car has been quite right since it got knocked around a little bit the last couple of weeks, but we'll see how Kenny does. Um, I'm going to put my money. This is tough, but I think he's due. I think he's finally going to get that win on the racetrack. And I'm going to put my money on Frank button here this weekend. I just, I I think it's his time. He's used these off weeks to get the other 23 cars ready. He's going to have Daniel and Jim Snyder out there. Uh, to race with him, um, he's going to have to beat the Bromleys and uh, William Hyman. If William comes out, I would expect William to be tough again. He's the most recent winner. Ben Say will be fast in the Mustang, but I'm going to put my chips on Frank Button this weekend. I, I just, no matter what the invert is, I feel like Frank is hungry. Um, now that William's got that win, I think Frank Button might be the hunger, hungriest Bomber B driver. So we've seen the Bromleys taste success this year. We've seen Ben Say get that win. Um, Frank got the win at the World Series, but it wasn't the way that he wanted to get the win. So he's still looking for his first win on track, and I think he gets it here this weekend. So it's kind of my my quick little run through, my quick preview of what we have coming up at New Smyrna. Uh, $5 family fun night. Racing starts at 6. Going to be a lot of fun. But you might be asking, Ryan, you've you've neglected something. You've, you've forgot something because... There's a whole nother race that you didn't talk about. And, and of course, that's the Power Wheel races for the kids. That's going to be a, a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, the kids are going to go crazy, probably run into me, and I'm probably going to, um, you know, have hurt, uh, ha- have hurt Achilles again. But no, in, in all honesty, it's the spectator racers. The spectator races, when that's on the schedule, I feel like we get a group. There, there's probably 50 to 100 people that come out just for that event, and that's a great thing. Because uh, these spectator races are, are fun. They, they've been fun since I started at New Smyrna, but they've grown. Like, they've they've taken on a life of their own. I mean, we have this group now with, with Casey Hawthorne, um, with Dan Walters, Big Gravy, um, Justin Otterholt, Anthony from, from last time, um, uh, Tyler Vickery's been a mainstay, um, some of these other guys. Uh, Casey Hawthorne's been the guy to beat lately. But I've actually got some smack talk here. These guys are, they've got like Facebook groups. They talk to each other and they chirp at each other and they challenge each other. And that's how we get some of these big dogs to come to come challenge. And I think we're going to have a fun little field of drivers this Saturday. And uh, I mean, listen, listen to this. So uh, Dan Walters, a.k.a. Big Gravy, we're going to call him Big Gravy from here on out, is calling out, uh, as he says, Charlie Gardena, which is, 
Charlie Gardino, by the way. Um, he says he's coming to the July Spectator race with what he calls a black bucket of bolts. It's it's a blazer, but um, Dan's calling it his black bucket of bolts. Apparently, he doesn't realize that uh, New Smyrna is the house that Hawthorne built because, well, Casey Hawthorne and his little Mustang has been the man to beat. Now, he did get beat barely a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure if Anthony's going to make it back to defend. So the favorite, probably Casey Hawthorne going into this week, but he's going to have to deal with Charlie. Um, and, and honestly, from what, uh, from what Dan says, from what Big Gravy says, uh, he, Charlie says that he can come down here and beat Casey. So we got a little smack talk going on where, where Charlie says he's going to come down here and take over the reins from Casey Hawthorne. Now, I don't think Dan Walters is uh, too happy about that because Dan feels like he's going to be the guy to take down Casey Hawthorne. So he continues here. Um, now, if he's going to beat Casey, he's going to have to get past Big Gravy, and that ain't happening. So Big Gravy says if he's if Charlie is able to beat Casey here this week, he'll wear a ballerina tutu and present the trophy in victory lane, wearing the tutu while sharp-dressed man plays over the PA speakers. So that means that if Charlie wins, I'm going to have to run up to the tower and play sharp-dressed man, come back down for the tutu trophy celebration. Now, Dan says he's been working on mayonnaise, the white Mustang, and it has a new attitude, and he's learned some things watching from Speedway video. So the storm is coming from South Georgia, and his name is Big Gravy. So we have this gentleman, Charlie, as a... Uh, as Dan says, as Big Gravy says, Charlie Gardena, who thinks he's going to come down and beat Casey Hawthorne. So we've got this poor Casey's just sitting here like, hey, I'm just going to come run my Mustang. But yet we've got Dan Walters talking smack with Charlie. And apparently Charlie thinks he's going to come down here and clean house. So a little feud going on in the spectator races of all things. Um and we've seen some stuff. I mean, last time they were trading paint and chirping on Facebook, we've seen some spins. Luckily, we haven't seen a real bad wreck since the Mustang back in 20, I want to say 2018, I guess that was. Um, I don't know. There might be some bad blood brewing in the spectator race. Now, this is all in good fun. They're not going to come out here and wreck each other, but they all want to beat each other. And they're all chirping with each other. And that's honestly this chirping going on, this friendly rival stuff that's building behind the scenes of the spectator racers they're going to bring that energy to do smart on saturday and as always the spectator race is going to be unpredictable um you know you're going to have your fast cars and we're going to see if the drivers can handle the fast cars i mean we've seen casey lose it we saw casey bounce off the wall last year and still win he took all the money that he's earned from his spectator race winnings and had to put it right back in the car to fix it um Hopefully we see um, the Bucalas back out. I know they just uh, welcomed a new child into the world. Um, Tyler should be there. Big Gravy, Casey Hawthorne, Justin Otterholt. Um, hopefully Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Tyler Murphy makes it back down. I mean, like I said, just a great group of racers. And it's gone from, I don't know anybody that's going to show up for spectator races to where there's a group that nine times out of 10 makes it there. And I would expect 12 to 15 maybe even more for the spectator races this Saturday. We've already got Dan Walters chirping with, with Charlie Gardena. Okay. It's Gardino. Sorry. Um, and, and big gravy says if he wins and he'll 
present the trophy wearing a tutu. And remember, Dan comes from Georgia. Not sure where Charlie's coming from, but I think he's a northern guy. So he might be making the trip all the way down here. Tyler Murphy's going to drive here from the Carolinas just to be part of the show, to put on a show for you fans. So um, not only do we have some of the best, most interesting, normal weekly racers that you'll find in the pit areas anywhere, but we have this group of spectator racers that add to the show. And there's a reason the spectator race is in the middle of the feature card. We didn't want to put it before 7.30 because I guarantee you, and I told this to the track before we made the, the first early bird schedule with Family Fun Night, I said, we don't want spectator races before 7.30 because I guarantee you there's a handful of people, a good chunk of people that are coming maybe just for the spectator races. Now, they might stick around and enjoy the rest of the show, but I have a good feeling that a good majority of the people that come for the $5 Family Fun Night, you got your diehard race fans, as always, You've got your casual racing crowd that says, hey, five bucks, that sounds fun. Let's go do something different. And then you have the spectator racing folks who come just to watch the spectators. There's going to be a good crowd. There's going to be a good field of cars. I, I think every division is going to be just fine as far as car count goes, you know, relatively speaking for NSS. Now, if we can get the weather to cooperate, it'll be perfect. So I know, you know, this is going to come out on Thursday to y'all. Uh, I know a lot of people listen to this, your Friday kind of tune-up, your Friday warm-up. So hopefully uh, we got a little bit better forecast come, you know, Friday, Saturday. And um, hopefully we can get this one in. Family Fun Nights, we've lost too many of them already this year. If we can't get this one in, then I I'll tell you one thing, and I'm going to look on the bright side. If we don't get this one in, then all the rest of the Family Fun Nights this year are going to be can't miss. Another thing before we take our, our first break here and we look at some of the NASCAR stuff, we guys, it's it's hurricane season. We're in it. We've got a, we've got Brett or Bert or whatever it's called out there right now. We've got a wave behind it. We got another wave coming off Africa. These things are heating up now. These storms that are out there now, they're not going to be, you know, even if they were to come across, they're not going to be the you know be all end all. But what I'm going to tell you, remember what happened last year? We lost the last two or three months of the season. Race as much as you can. Go wherever you can. Get your races in because you don't know when the end is coming. If a track takes a direct hit from a hurricane, I don't know. And I'm not just talking New Smyrna here. I'm talking I'm talking Citrus. Um, 417 got hit hard last year. Luckily, they were able to get their big race in. Um, but seriously, I mean, Auburndale's off. So go race at Citrus. Uh, go race at Showtime. But get your races in well, you can, because if a hurricane comes through, you just don't know when the end of the season might be. So go get your points. If you're close to the top five, go get your points. Make every attempt possible. Try to get the top five. Try to win that championship. Try to enjoy your hobby that is local Saturday night short track racing. Do it as much as you can, because like we saw last year, you never know when the end might be come and that one point might be the difference from your championship from your top five from you going to the banquet so just a little word of advice uh from what i've seen the last couple of years so hopefully we don't have to worry about that i know there's more rainouts coming it is the summertime i'd rather you know take a chance and get one or two races in a month than take off for you know, two, three months like some other tracks do. And hey, that's their prerogative. And 
that gives other that gives the racers there chances to go elsewhere, and that's fine. But try to get to as many races as you can, and and fans do the same. Hey, it look if if your home track rains out, try to make plans to go somewhere else. Take a road trip. I mean, I already know what my plans are. If if New Smyrna isn't racing, I'm gonna try to get to a racetrack because I I think that provides the best content to you folks, the listeners. I can sit here, give you predictions, be a talking head. But I know you guys want to hear about what happened on the racetrack. So if I can get to a racetrack, that's what I'm going to do because that gives me the best content for this show. But hey, I appreciate you guys sticking around listening to this show. I appreciate the banter that was sent to me. All in good fun, by the way. Um, this is not a um, this is not a a true, you know, uh, he said, she said, uh, smack talk, but a little bit of smack talk to, to entice the fun, to make it fun for the spectator races. So anyways, we to take a quick commercial break on the other side. We're going to preview Nashville with a cup series and we're going to grade each cup series driver on an A to F scale. So stay tuned to see how your favorite driver fares so far as we're about halfway through the NASCAR season. Hey everyone, we want to take a few moments here to thank some of our great sponsors here at the Racing with Ryan podcast, including our good friends over at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. If you're in the market for a new racing fuel cell for your vehicle, make sure you check out Schultz Fuel Cells. They're designed and manufactured in the United States to be safer, longer lasting, and they will outperform all other fuel cells that you can get your hands on. Also, they specialize in their fuel recovery systems. You can save on your fuel expenses, significant maintenance reductions, along with a safer working environment, better for the actual environment, the outside environment, and it'll eliminate your fuel disposal fees. Those are just some of the products that Schultz Engineer Products focuses on, and you can check them out on the web at schultzproducts.com. You give them a call at 732-922-4334 or... For email inquiries, you can reach out to them at info at schultzproducts.com. That's info at schultzproducts.com, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Schultz Engineered Products. We welcome them as one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Make sure you check out their website, schultzproducts.com, for everything that they offer. And hey, if you're racing and you want to stay safe, get one of their fuel cells installed on your race car. You will not regret it. We also thank SRQ Taxes in Sarasota, Florida. We know tax season has come and gone, but guess what? It's never too early to get a head start on next year or to start thinking about next year. And hey, if you have any issues with your taxes or you know, you're looking to get a hold of somebody that can help out your business, check out srqtaxes.com. Click on their services portal and you can see everything that they offer from accounting software selection, audits, compliance, bookkeeping, business consulting, um, they do estate and trusts, they do financial analysis, statements, IRS representation in case you have any issues. They even have a notary public on hand for all of those documents that you might need notarized. And of course, tax preparation and planning. So make sure you check out srqtaxes.com located in Sarasota, Florida, or you can uh, get with Steve Darling at the Auburndale Speedway. He'll be happy to help you out. SRQ Taxes coming on board as another one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication. That's our good buddy, Ron D'Alessandro. Uh, had a great run in the 602 class a couple of weeks ago. And uh, 
We really appreciate him being on board, of course, uh, just like it says, welding and fabrication. That's what he specializes in. If you need anything welded up, get with Ron. If you uh, need something fabbed, get with Ron as well. He will help you out. You can also check out his Etsy store because he makes all kinds of great metalworking, uh, which make great decorations. We have the Racing with Ryan podcast logo and emblem here in the studio. Looking at it as we record right now, it makes a... You know, it'll complement any room, anything you're looking for. He can do custom stuff, but you can also check him out on Etsy. If you look, go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up. You can check out the great products he has available, or you can reach out, contact him for anything specific. Again, that's 124 Welding and Fab. Check them out on Etsy. We also have a a couple of supporters that we would like to thank. Of course, um, we have our anchor sponsors. And then we have those that just support the show. And we got to thank Ken Copley. Of course, he is our EMOD sponsor, but we want to thank him for his support here as well. And Doug Samian from Do All Lawn and Tree. Um, that's his company, but he just uh, he appreciates the show and appreciates what we do. So we appreciate him. So thank you to all of our great anchor sponsors and our supporters here with the Racing with Ryan podcast. Now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. This week in NASCAR is heading back to the Nashville Super Speedway. Not the short track that everybody's been talking about, but the Super Speedway, the concrete, I believe, mile and a third racetrack. It'll be the third time the Cup Series has visited there. Cup, uh, I'm sorry, Xfinity and Trucks, they went there for many, many years, and uh, they will be back as well. Um, You know, it's tough with the new car because they've only run this new car there one time, and quickly looking back at last year's Nashville Cup race. Chase Elliott got the victory, leading 42 laps after uh, Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin dominated the early portion of the event. This race was hampered by weather. Hopefully not going to be the case here this weekend, but it may be. It's a Sunday night race, prime time, 7 o'clock start, 7 Eastern. So um, I don't know. I kind of like that. I like the night races being on Sunday night. Yeah, you know, people got to work and stuff, but, you know, how many people stay up late watching football? It's they, they start the Sunday night football game at 8.30 and it goes till midnight every week. This race will be over by probably 11 o'clock, which is just fine. You go to bed and get up in the night. I know many of you stay up playing on your damn phones before you go to bed. So I think this race will be a, g- a good time slot. Should get some good ratings and uh, NBC returns. So whether you like uh, them or not, hey, that's up to you. I can't stand Rick Allen. I think he's one of the worst play-by-play announcers uh, of any sport, but I don't know. I feel like I'm an announcer, and, and I, I I can say that. But, uh, yeah, last year it was Chase Elliott who got the win. What does that mean for this year? I don't know. Um, I do have my fantasy picks for you coming up in segment number three, so we'll give you those picks. But I don't know, man. Chase just seems off. Uh, Hendrick's been so good with the 24 and the 5 team, but the 48 and the 9 – both those drivers have had injuries, and they just don't seem to be the same. So we'll see. Maybe Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman can break through, get their season back on track here. I don't know. Um, it, it's sometimes it, I'm, it's always hard to pick a Cup Series winner until the week starts. I mean, there's only been really one or two races this year where you just felt like you knew who was going to win the race once it started. Uh, Gateway with... Kyle Busch, maybe even Martin Truex at Watkins Glen. I mean, every race can be unpredictable. Late race restarts, contact, tires going down. You never know, which is why we watch. Let's let's be real. The racing, you know, the racing might stink sometimes, but we watch because we want to know who's going to win. We want to see what's going to happen. 
And I think we'll have plenty of action. I don't expect this race to blow your pants off, but I think it'll be entertaining enough. Um, I'll tell you right now, my pick to win this thing, and I'm kind of looking over my drivers for the fantasy segment coming up. Um, my, my pick to win, I, Martin Truex, man, he dominated the later stages of this race before he had issues. Um, looking at racing reference from last year, he led a good... Okay, so he led a good portion in the middle. He dominated. He and Denny Hamlin dominated the mid portion of the race, and then we saw Joey Logano come on late, and then we saw Chase Elliott lead the final thirty nine laps after Truex had some issues. So we'll see. I'm going to go with Truex. I, I think he's going to get hot. I think he's somebody to watch here this summer. I think Truex, uh, Larson, and Kyle Busch are going to win a couple of races. Coming up here as we go into the final stretch before the playoffs. And it's an interesting final stretch, too. Before we get to the grades, um, you know, we got some interesting racetracks. We have the the Chicago race, which, I mean, I'm not a big fan of. I, I just think that's I think that's such a gimmick that we don't need in our sport. Um, I'd rather go to real racetracks, leave the street circuits to Formula One and IndyCar, where, you know, that's their MO, you know. That's where they kind of thrive. Let's leave that kind of stuff there. I, I get it. You want to bring the sport to the city, but really to that city? Well, I'm I'm not going to judge the I'm I'll judge the race separately. The idea I'm not keen on. Maybe the race will be wild and crazy. It could be a wild card. We also have Watkins Glen, the Indy Road Course. So three road courses before the playoffs start. We have Atlanta and Daytona to end the regular season. So you know those two races. Could be wild and could give us some new winners. We have 10, by the way, six spots still left. Um, we have Michigan, which should be interesting with the new car. We have Pocono, which was a pretty good race last year. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple of tracks. Richmond's in there again, which eh, hit or miss with, with Richmond with a new car. Uh, man, what tracks am I missing here? Uh, new Hampshire's in there. So a good, a good interesting mix of tracks. we got two drafting style tracks, three road courses, a couple of intermediates, and then a couple of speedways too. So um, I, I don't see anybody just going in and just like being utterly dominant, but I see, you know, the three guys that I mentioned, Truex, Larson, uh, maybe, well, I, I just don't know about William Byron. Is he going to do what he did last year, win early and then flame out? I mean, I just don't know. I don't know. That, that's, again, this is why I watch. So um, with that said, tune in to nashville we'll at least have that to talk about next week um if everything else doesn't go off if mother nature wants to wipe out florida uh, i'm looking forward to watching thunder road this weekend as well uh thunder road on thursdays on flow racing by the way if you have that subscription i recommend that as your thursday night viewing so i'm going to take a look at the cup series point standings and i'm going to sort them just to kind of mix it up a little bit i'm going to sort it because they give you the option, by laps led. And I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to look at the full-time drivers. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, he's going to sit here and talk about every driver. I'm going to grade them real quick and, and give these guys a grade from A to F. And you guys, as you listen, you can uh, you can yell and be like, you're crazy. So let's go ahead and get into this, shall we? So the first driver to talk about, William Byron. Three wins on the season uh, right now, ranking first in the playoff standings, has the most laps led. I'll give him an 
A, yeah, so I'll give him an A. Uh, I mean, three wins for him, the most he's ever had in a season, and we're only, what, 16 races into 36, so still 20 to go. I could see him getting two or three more wins. Hopefully he doesn't flame out like he did last year, but I'll give him an A right now. Second on the list here is Kyle Larson, William Byron's teammates. Hendrick Motorsports, especially the 24 and the 5, have been really, really strong, led a lot of laps. Uh, Larson has two wins and sits fifth in the projected playoff standings. I'm going to give Larson an A-. minus, Two wins in a season, being up in the top five in points, uh, nothing to shake a stick at. I just feel like they have missed out on a couple of opportunities, Kansas, Richmond, Phoenix, to name a few. Um, oh, well, he won Richmond, so Kansas and Phoenix, to name a few, and been wrecked out of a couple others. But, uh, yeah, I'll give Kyle Larson an A-. minus. I feel like uh, he probably could have capitalized on a few more and is probably thinking he should have a few more wins. Um, third on the list here, Martin Truex Jr. I'm going to give him an A as well. A nice rebound season with two victories, uh, over 400 laps led, and he sits second in the playoff standings as uh, as we look at things now. Um, just like, like I said, a great rebound from a... He had a great consistent year last year. Top five in the regular season playoff, or standings didn't get him into the playoffs. This year with two wins, he is locked in. They ain't knocking him out this year. So I'll give Truex an A. Ross Chastain. Man, a driver I might have given an A in after race eight of the season, but with his recent performance and some of the calamities he's been involved in, I got to give him a B minus. Um, he sits sixth in the playoff rankings right now. So he's in there, doesn't have a win, so he's not locked in. And ever since that run-in with Larson at Darlington, they have fallen off a cliff. So I'm giving Ross Chastain a B minus. Oh, what could have been? Ryan Blaney next on our list here. Over 300 laps leg, got the big win at the Coke 600. A real dominant performance for a guy that reminds me of Ricky Rudd. Um, I'm going to give Ryan Blaney an A-. minus. I feel like Ryan Blaney is always that B-plus, A-minus teetering driver. Um, I, I just I want to see him put together a season where his wins aren't so random. I want to see more performances like the Coke 600. So an A- minus for Ryan Blaney. Denny Hamlin next on our list. Uh, 255 laps led for him, seventh in the rankings. One victory. That came in that fabulous duel with Kyle Larson at Kansas. And I'm going to give Denny Hamlin a B plus. Uh, he has the win, but to some, the way he won it wasn't the best look. Um, he's maybe squandered more opportunities than um, he's had good finishes. So all in all, a solid season, but just a B plus for Denny Hamlin. Joey Logano, the defending champion, next on the list here. 217 laps led. Eighth in the standings has just the one win at Atlanta, where he passed Brad Kozlowski, uh, drafting-style track, passed Brad there on that final lap. I'm going to give Joey Logano a defending champion a B. When you're the defending champion, a lot of expectations. Uh, the Fords, they've been hit or miss. I just I feel like Logano should have at least another win, and he doesn't. So a B right now for Joey Logano. Kyle Busch, next on the list, only 214 laps led, but three wins. One of those, the sneaky win at Talladega, a uh, really good win, a uh, solid performance at California, and then the dominating win at Gateway. Some ups, some downs. Uh, new team for Kyle. I'm going to give him an A-. Uh, again, to have three wins and be third in the playoff rankings with all those playoff points, I mean, that's great. He's he's going to ride those playoff points. He's going to easily make the round of eight, I believe, whereas he was a first-round elimination last year. That ain't going to happen to him this year. 
Um, just the inconsistencies for me give him an A minus. Moving down the list now to Christopher Bell. 206 laps led ninth in the playoff standings. So he's got a win, and it was at Bristol Dirt. Other than that, he's been solid at times, but not really a consistent player. So I'm going to give Christopher Bell a B. Um, I want to see more from him. He really started to show it last year, especially in the playoffs. Two clutch victories to get him to the, the final four. Um, the win at Bristol Dirt, he's been expected to win that or at least contend at the Bristol Dirt race ever since they started it, and that's his only triumph. So B for Christopher Bell, I need to see more. Tyler Reddick in the 45, next on the list. Uh, let's see, 168 laps led, has one victory, and that came on the road course at Circuit of the Americas. Um, currently sitting 10th, 10th in the standings. You know, when he won at Coda earlier in the year, I'm like, oh, that's the first of many. Disappointing run at Sonoma, which is a very similar track, not quite as technical, I guess, as Coda, but a track I thought he'd run really well at. Disappointing finish there. Ran okay, but just never had the strategy and then a late race tire going down. Um, Tyler Reddick with the new team, jumping from RCR, where he won three races in the eight. Kyle Busch already has three race wins. Ah, Tyler Reddick, man, you're getting a B-minus, buddy. Um, I just, I feel like this car... Should have some more speed to it. I feel like Bubba has outperformed Tyler Reddick. Not by much, even though Tyler's got the win. I just feel like Bubba's consistently had more speed. So Tyler Reddick has a B minus, has some work to do. Next on the list, remember, I sorted this by laps led. And next on the list is Ryan Priest, 25th in the projected playoff rankings, 141 laps led. A big chunk of that came at Martinsville when he sat on the pole with the crappy short track package. So that is going to obscure the line here a little bit. And this is exactly why I sorted it by laps led, because we're going to get some different players in here. Ryan Priest, high expectations. Uh, we've seen him in cup before with junk teams like JTG. No offense to them, but that's the truth. And this year coming in, high expectations to Stuart Haas Racing, which honestly, that entire team has fallen flat. Kevin Harvick obviously carrying the ship and passing the torch to Josh Berry which should be interesting for next year. But I think Stuart Haas is in for a rough, rough going. Harvick might win a race this year, and then I could see the whole team, all four of them, going winless next year. Uh, but Ryan Priest, oh, I hate to do this, a D. He's getting a D. He he needs to be better than 25th. Um, I get it. It's a team. like The whole team is struggling, but he gets a D, and there's no way around it. He's running out of chances. I mean, he's a hell of a, a wheel man, but, oh, man, I just... He's running no better than Cole Custard in that 41. So I I, just, I hate to say it, but a D for Ryan Priest. Brad Kozlowski next on the list, 115 laps led. Shoulda, coulda, woulda won that damn Atlanta race, and he'd be locked in the championship standings, or to the playoffs anyways, but he's 13th in the rankings. So for now, he's in. Uh, where this team was at last year, comparatively, I'll give Brad a solid B. I, I think he's done well with what they have. Um, it would have been an A if they could have capped off that win at Atlanta, but who knows? Atlanta and Talladega still to come. That's probably their best chance to win and get in. Next on the list, Chase Briscoe in the 14 car. Um, I'm just going to make this one easy. Uh, Chase with 115 laps led as well. Some of that came at Martinsville too. Uh, where it looked like for a minute there, he might win that race. Uh, last year, man, he got the win at Phoenix, then he contended at Bristol Dirt. Almost won that one before his dumbass bonsai move that cost him the win and Tyler Reddick too. And same thing at Charlotte. After that Coke 600 near miss, uh, we had not seen Chase Briscoe be nearly even somewhat competitive. 
Uh, Chase Briscoe gets an F. He's 31st in the standings. He's got a huge penalty. Um, I think he's like minus 25 playoff points. So even if he wins a race, he's just a, he's taken up a playoff spot. It's basically a 15 car playoff if Chase Briscoe wins and gets in because he's still playoff eligible. So Chase Briscoe gets an F. Next in line, Kevin Harvick. I'm going to give Kevin Harvick a B. He's definitely carried Stuart Haas racing. He's 11th in the playoff standings, but only 98 laps led. Um, almost had the win at Phoenix. That late race caution doesn't come out to hand the race over to Larson, who had a great pit stop. But uh, I'm going to give Harvick a B. Just he's carrying the ship. Uh, he's going to sail out after this year and go into the TV booth. And like I said, hand it over to Josh Berry, which well-deserved for Josh Berry. Definitely deserves a cup ride. I just don't know if it's going to be smooth sailing. Uh, Harvick gets a B in his swan song season. I could see him sneaking out a win before he's all done them. Next on the list with only 53 laps led is Bubba Wallace. A lot of speed out of Bubba Wallace this year. Doesn't have many laps led, doesn't have the win, not locked into the playoffs, but currently 15th in the standings if the playoffs ended now. So right now he'd be in. I'm going to give Bubba Wallace a B. Um, If he has been able to parlay some of that speed into some better finishes, some more laps led, some more time up front, I might give him an A minus, but right now Bubba gets a B. He needs to start being more consistent and parlaying that speed into good finishes. Chris Busher, next on the list here, only 50 laps led, but he's 14th in the playoff standings. He's been solid. He and Brad Keselowski has brought Roush Fenway back into a competitive conversation. And I'm going to give Chris Busher a B plus. Um, got the win at Bristol last year, so definitely could see them stealing one. But I don't, I don't know. It's not a shoe in, and I'm going to give him a B plus. I, th- I think I feel like Chris Busher is finally achieving like he's supposed to, given the equipment he's in. Alex Bowman next on the list, 47 laps left for him. A lot of speed earlier this year was the point leader before hurting his back and having some other things go wrong. Um, I, I got to look at the injury as a, a big factor, and I got to give him a C plus. I just feel like if he had stayed focused, I know these guys like to go drive other things and other things but i feel like that back injury could potentially take him out of the playoffs right now alex bowman is hanging on to the 16th spot despite missing three races that's pretty crazy i just don't know that he's got race winning speed he's got top 10 speed for sure got to parlay those batter you know batter those days where he's off into better finishes definitely a fringe playoff contender but not somebody i see going anywhere so we'll look next to Eric Almirola, who has 44 laps led, a stage win at Talladega, 26th in the standing. Stewart House Racing might be his last season. I have to give Eric Almirola a D. I, I you know, a D plus. I'm gonna give him a D plus. The expectations just aren't quite there as they are with the other Stuart Haas guys. Next on the list, 37 laps led. That's it. But the, we're talking about a driver who has only made nine, nine starts this year with a broken leg, Chase Elliott. Currently 27th in the standings. So obviously missed, uh, what's that? Um, six, seven, he's seven races. So that will do it. That'll take you way down the standings. Um, and, and miss one, another race because of a suspension. Um, so some poor decision-making, not just off the track, but on the track for Chase Elliott this year. I have to give Chase Elliott a C minus. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Way down the list here because he's only led 21 laps. Uh, 12th in the playoff standings, locked in with the Daytona 500 victory. And he's consistently up in our power rankings. He's consistently running 
way above where this team should. An A for Ricky Stenhouse Jr., even though he's way down the list here. That team, I hope they keep doing what they're doing. I hope they make it past the first round of the playoffs because I feel like they deserve it. I know they don't have race-winning speed every week, but damn, they're overachieving. Harrison Burton. Next on the list, 20 laps led. Most of those have been on the plate tracks. Um, I... 29th in the standings year two last year we'll give him a pass this year he gets no pass from me he's got an f uh harrison burton has to do better <clears throat> excuse me not having a co-host this week doing all this talking i gotta get used to it again um next on the list only 17 laps led a colossal disappointment for this driver eric jones in the 43 that's who we're talking about 30th in the standings they got hit with a penalty too a lot of penalties this year eric jones man it's an f legacy motor club a huge disappointment probably the biggest disappointment of the season so far they could turn it all around with a win but it's an f for jones and the whole team daniel suarez next on the list uh he's 17th on the playoff grid and only a couple points behind alex bowman so still a fringe playoff contender only one top five started off the season so well man but they've fallen off he and ross Chastain have fallen off i gotta give daniel suarez a c michael mcdowell next on the list here 19th on the playoff grade could point his way in to the top 16 of course a win would take care of all that i'm gonna give michael mcdowell a b plus i mean he just soldiers on this team it's a mid-tier team and he he does well he's got three top tens this year they show speed from time to time so i'll give michael mcdowell a b austin Sindrick in the two comes in let's see seven laps led 21st on the grid not good this is the top rookie from last year won the daytona 500 was locked in the playoffs all season um really expected them to turn up the wick here in year number two but the sophomore slump is real with austin Cindric. he gets a d minus Corey lajoy next on the list um man he squandered in my opinion probably the best opportunity of his career driving the nine car at gateway they were off the whole weekend but with all that said Corey lajoy is still 22nd in the points you know definitely going for the hail mary at daytona maybe atlanta Try to sneak into the playoffs. I'll give Corey LaJoy a C plus. Ty Gibbs, next on the list. Listen to this. Four laps led for Ty Gibbs. He's 18th in the playoff standings right now. Only a few points behind. Um, yeah, really only nine points or so behind in the playoff grid. So Ty Gibbs could be a playoff contender before it's all said and done. I just I don't see race winning speed. I don't see race winning consistency. I don't feel like he is ready yet. Um, but the best way to get ready is to race. So I'm going to give him a pass on his first season here. Um, not going to give him a high grade. I'll give him a B minus. Um, I feel like he's doing a yeoman's job, but this year's all about experience for him and hopefully he gets some. And, and, and maybe next year we're, we're talking different about him. Austin Dillon is next on the chart. Only three laps led 28th in the points. He had a points penalty as well. Needs to win just like he did last year in the playoffs. Um, with the success of his teammate, Kyle Bush. Um, uh, it's a D. Austin Dillon gets a D. I wanted to give him an F, but it's a D. Um, Austin Dillon may be the guy to take over for RCR in uh, managing or running the team. Hmm. I, I heard that take earlier today, and I thought that was a good take. So Austin Dillon gonna still has a long racing career ahead of him, even if it's not behind the wheel. Noah Gregson up next, the other driver in the Legacy Motors Club, out with a concussion, but will be back behind the wheel. This week, only two laps led. It's been a dismal season. He gets an F. Uh, the next full-time driver on the list, oof, talk about a dismal season. 20th in points, though, for this driver, so still sniffing 
um, the playoffs and still has three road courses coming up, but only one lap led. That's why we're talking about AJ Allmendinger way down this list. Um, definitely thought maybe a bit more competitive for him. I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, a C for AJ Allmendinger. Just he hasn't conquered on the tracks that he should and has some work to do. Next up is his teammate in car number 31. Justin Haley has not led a lap. He has not led a lap, and uh, 23rd in points. Going to need to win to make it in. I'm going to give Justin Haley a C-. This is year two for him, and he's not producing. Next driver to talk about, uh, B.J. McLeod. I mean, it's you know typical B.J. McLeod. He gets a D. Um, he's not going to do any better. He's not going to do any worse. Up next on the list is Todd Gillen. Three top tens for Todd Gillen. I'm going to give Todd Gillen a damn B+. This guy has been thrown uh, a loop this year with um, Zane Smith taking over his ride for a couple of races. They put Todd Gillen in the 51, but I'm going to give uh, Todd Gillen a B plus. He's overachieving given his situation. Ty Dillon is up next. He gets an F. Ty Dillon just doesn't have it, man. He he just gets an F. Um, And that will, yeah, that will round out the chartered, mostly full-time drivers. So that's a look at my opinion on how the drivers are doing, whether they're achieving and underachieving. Um, and it's still a long way to go and a lot can change. So we'll see how it all plays out. But I hope you enjoyed that little exercise there. It's kind of fun for me. And uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go like take a jog real quick and re-energize myself here for the third segment. We have a quick around the state. We have the fantasy stuff coming up for you. And then we'll let you go. So stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including American Auto Tires in Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. You can give them a call at 386-428-1941. Of course, that is EJ's company. And if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, they have you covered. So make sure you stop into American Auto. Or, of course, you can always get with EJ if you're at New Smyrna. Uh, he, you can find him pretty easily in the tire room or driving the pace car. They have all kinds of great deals. Um, look, I'm in the market for some tires. I'm going to be stopping in there in the next couple of months and getting my tires down there because I wouldn't trust anybody else because I know EJ is going to take care of us. They offer everything from free visual AC checks, tires, maintenance, repairs, any kind of service you need. They even have wheels. So American Auto Tires and Service, your one-stop shop in the New Smyrna area for anything that you need done. So make sure you check them out again. 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach, 386-428-1941. Stop in and see your friends at American Auto. We also thank DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board as a sponsor. Uh, of course, that is the two Manellos. So let's just say you get into a little bit of a fender bender and you don't want to go through your insurance because you know they're probably going to hike up your rates and you're going to pay for deductible and you're still going to have to pay for all this stuff. Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body because they will go ahead and handle that for you. If you got a scuffed up fender, if you got some dents in a bumper, if you got a door that needs replaced, DeBerry Paint and Body will take care of all of that. Um, they are open until about six o'clock each day, and you can get in touch with them by giving them a call at 386 320 0267. And they're located at 400 Chairman Court. Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And again, their hours are typically 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the weekdays and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays because, you know, 
they got to get out to the racetrack and whatnot. So uh, if you need any body work done, paint, body, whatever you need, make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. We also thank our good buddy, Mr. Andy Morrison with Never Give Up. Andy's always at the New Smyrna Speedway supporting our racers and even supporting the little ones over at the Little New Smyrna Speedway for the quarter midget racing. You can typically find Andy Friday and Saturday at the New Smyrna Speedway. He has some great items for sale, and sometimes he gives those items away. He's got all kinds of great things for his um, for his company, Never Give Up. He's got plaques. He's got hats. He's got stickers. I know a lot of the Bomber guys run the Never Give Up sticker on their car. And, and really, I think everybody could could use that message these days. Never give up. Keep doing you and keep supporting what you love, just like Andy does. And we appreciate his support here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank Hank Baker for coming on board as a supporter here with the show. Um, he'll be on for the next uh, next handful of episodes, and we really appreciate him. Really great guy. Um, we miss him in the pit area this year, but uh, if you see Hank, talk with him. He's, he's got some uh, some great racing knowledge, and it's always a pleasure to be around. We also thank Bromley Motorsports for coming on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, you can primarily find the Bromleys running at New Smyrna Speedway. They have a couple of Bomber Bs, the six machines out there for Bromley Motorsports, and they have some pro trucks that they run occasionally as well. Sometimes you can find them out at the dirt tracks having a little bit of fun as well. But we appreciate Bromley Motorsports for coming on board to support the show. So make sure you check them out next time you're at the New Smyrna Speedway. We also thank Jeff White Racing for coming back on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, Jeff White Racing can be found bouncing between the Auburndale Speedway and the New Smyrna Speedway. Jeffrey White, driver of the 41 E-Mod slash A-Mod, has been one of the dominant forces so if you're looking to get on board with a good racing team, make sure you check out Jeff White Racing and check them out at the Bull Ring at Auburndale and the big track over at the new Smyrna Speedway. We thank them for coming back on board and supporting the show. We appreciate everybody's support. And again, if you'd like to come on board as an anchor sponsor, um, you can do that. If you'd like to just be a supporter like our friends Hank and, and Ken, Doug, Fast Cracker Racing, Andy, you name it. Uh, you can do that too. We charge just $5 an episode. The amount of episodes is up to you. You can do a year. You can do 10 episodes. You can do one. It all helps, and we appreciate it greatly. Thank you guys for your support, and we'll let you get back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the show. Won't keep you long here on this one, but a couple of things I want to go over as far as around the state goes. I want to uh, head on over to Pinellas Park and talk about the Showtime Speedway. They got one of their Wednesday evening shows in a little crossover event that they've been doing with the drag strip in action um they ran mini stocks and ford figure 8a that is the two divisions listed on the results so not sure if that's the only thing planned or if that's all they got in but it would be nick marshall winning the mini stock feature over travis appling alex yeah alex bowman there he is doing other things uh, alex bowman was third steve paulton fourth fifth for roy healy uh jimmy Hennaboy was sixth, seventh for Kyle Culkins. Chuck Mattingly was in eighth. Ella Thompson, ninth, tenth for Kendall Ludeker. Trevor Appling and Danny Fox rounding out the field. And in the Ford Figure 8A, uh, not many participants in this one, only showing seven here, but Jesse Veltman got the win in the 5-5-1. Rod Ledwell was second. Marty Neekins, third. Ryan Walters in fourth. Roy Healy, fifth. Trevor Appling, sixth. And Lyman Miller, coming home in seven. So again, that was a Wednesday midweek crossover quick type event that they've been trying out. 
to pretty moderate success. I would call this a good start for their Wednesday night uh, Hey Come Race If You Want program. So well done by Showtime doing something a little bit outside the box. My favorite short track up in the Northeast, Thunder Road, which we've been talking about on the show since last year, since um, you know they've been on flow and everything, we've been able to keep up with it. Not sure I'm going to be able to make it up there for a race this year, which makes me sad, but um, you know, we'll be able to watch it on flow, thankfully. And so we'll cover it on the show. And I know a lot of you folks on my Facebook page are watching this and, and tuning in. It's a great little short track. It's like the hidden gem of the mountains of Vermont. So um, we're looking over the results from their Thursday night show. Typically, they run on Thursday nights, um, big events on the weekends from time to time. It was Casella Waste Management Night. They had the Near Series, the New England Antique Racers. And this is why I said earlier, we are so spoiled by the Ground Pounder division that we have at New Smyrna. Because this division literally, like, listen, the cars were badass. Just like how badass the Ground Pounders are to look at. Like, these things. I mean, there was a Dave Dion looking lookalike car. There was a, uh, a Bobby Dragon, Beaver Dragon lookalike car. And more. Um, honestly, uh, nothing really happened in these races. The the drivers just kind of came out, paraded around for 15 laps, and to call it a day, I fast-forwarded through most of it. Uh, but the Dave Dion lookalike car won the Sportsman feature. Dave Manning got the win. And then Art Merchant got the win in the Modified feature. So that was the New England Antique Racers or the Near Series from Thunder Road. Their weekly late model division was also in action. Good race here. What a field. On a Thursday night, 22 late models took to the racetrack and put on a show, and it was Milton Vermont's Scott Dragon who got back to his winning ways, picking up the win over Chris Roberts, who's having a good season. Chris Roberts renumbered his car to eight to get some, some good luck. He was the one involved in that big wreck at the end of last year with a two-car that flipped over and caught on fire. So uh, good start to the year, but they do a thing over there with their starting lineup because – like, they actually have, like, home track regulars that run every week, so they do a handicap system. So, like, the top five or six in the heat race, they qualify for their handicap spot, and it goes off the last three races that you've run. So, if your last three races have been good, you'll start at the back of the handicap qualifiers. If you qualify in the handicap spot and you've had a tough run of luck, you get a better starting spot, and that works well at a smaller track where the laps go quick and it can be tougher to pass. So... Pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's fun to follow. And you got to think about the last three weeks. And I guess the way it works, if you don't show up for a week, then they count it as a win. So if you run two out of three and you finish bad in two, but you didn't show up for one, it gets counted as a win and you kind of have a middle handicap. It's cool. It's cool. It keeps it, it keeps it from being the same people week in and week out. And if you're really good, you got to prove that you're really good by making passes. It's kind of fun. But anyway, Scott Dragon with a win, Chris Roberts second. Marcel Gravel, Marcel Gravel Jr., uh, or the third, I think he is, was third. Chris Pelkey, the defending champion, fourth. Stephen Donahue, fifth. Brandon Lamphere having a good year in sixth. Cody Blake, another perennial championship contender in seventh. Daryl Morin was eighth, ninth for Tyler Cahoon and Brooks Clark, rounding out the top ten in a field of 22 that included the Vermont State Governor, Phil Scott, who led early but finished ultimately 21st. Lenny, Shoon Apparel, Flying Tigers were up next. Good battle here with Cam Gadju in the 23, a sophomore driver in the Tiger division, which eh, they're sportsman class. Um, but he was outdueled by Rich Lowry. They had a couple of cautions in this one. No significant wrecks, like not, nothing like we had a couple weeks ago where the guy went upside down off the tire barrier. 
But um, a couple of dust-ups in this one, some spins, some cautions, and mix things up. And Rich Lowry, the veteran racer, used to race late models back in my day when I was up there. Uh, he took the win over Colin Cornell, who got his best finish of the season. Kevin Streeter was third. Jason Pelkey fourth. The point leader, Sam Karen was fifth. Chris LaForest in the 56 had a good run in sixth. Seventh was Kyle Streeter. Jason Woodard, eighth. Brandon Gray, ninth. And Matt Ballard, tenth. In a field of, ready for this, 27. 27 Tigers showed up on a Thursday night. Good stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Up next, the RK Miles four-cylinder street stock division. These are the advanced four-cylinders. Um, kind of like a cross between our bombers and mini stocks. Yeah, like a cross of our bombers and mini stocks. So they run the racing tires. Um, they're a little more advanced than just a stock, you know, run what you brung type of car. Um, but, man, they put on a great show. And it would be Cam Powers in car number 30, who would get his first career win. This is coming off a week where he destroyed his car. He was the one that nailed the front end of the 24 when he was upside down off the tires. So Cam destroyed his car, came back, and this is where the handicap comes into play. If you get in the qualified spot and you have a bad couple of weeks, you get a good spot and you can turn your season around, and that's what Cam did. Um, impressive. I love the hard work. These guys, their racing season is like four months long, guys. So when they wreck a car, they get that son of a bitch ready to go for the next one. Or they they have a second car ready to go. That way they can continue. That way they can race as much as they can because it's not like here where you could take a month off and still have 11 months of racing to go. So these guys, when it is race season, it is race season. So hard work for Gam Powers to get back into it, get the win. Jamie Davis was second. Jeffrey Martin was third. Tommy Thunder. Tommy Smith was fourth. Paige Whittemore had a good run in fifth. Ryan Foster, the top rookie in sixth. James Dopp was seventh. Todd Ramo, eighth. The point leader, Juan Paco Marshall, was ninth. And rounding out the top ten, Tyler Whittemore, who also had the 24, land on him a week ago. So all those guys involved in that big wreck uh, that I shared on Facebook, the guy going upside down off the tires, even Josh Lovely, the guy that triggered the wreck, they all made it back, and they started 30 two cars on a quarter mile on a Thursday, 32. And they had 33 show up. They had one DNS. Unbelievable. That is incredible. Uh, the road warriors were off. Just a really fun night. Good, good night of racing. Great street stock race, late model race, pretty competitive, um, all throughout the field. It was a good night. It was a great weekly Thursday night show. Um, Thunder road back in action this Thursday night on flow racing. Cause I don't think many of you are going to make it up to Vermont. Uh, by the time, well, by the time this drops, they'll be in action. So um, make sure you catch them on flow. And you can go back and you can watch the whole season and get caught up if you haven't been watching. So that is our Thunder Road look over part of our Around the State series that we do. Final little segment here before we let you all go. I know it's been a third to final segment, but listen, I could have skipped the show, okay? But I wanted to give you all something. I hope you've enjoyed it. We try to have a little bit of fun, kind of hit the reset button on some of the drama and the this and the that. But uh, I want to leave you guys with fantasy picks for Nashville. I did the power rankings on the last show. No racing this week, so no updates there. No Florida updates, no NASCAR power ranking updates. So next week we should have an update there one way or another. Going into Nashville, I kind of looked back at last year's race and I thought about who ran well last year and who runs well at these types of tracks. So these are the five drivers I believe you need to have in your lineup wherever you play fantasy sports. Um, or Fantasy NASCAR. So going into the week, I think you got to have Martin Truex, let a lot 
led a lot of the Nashville race last year, coming off the win at Watkins Glen. Ryan Blaney, fast at Charlotte, actually finished top five here a year ago at Nashville after spinning out late in the race. So I think uh, Blaney will be a good pick. Logano, I know we didn't give him a very good grade when we were grading all the drivers in the middle segment, but I think Logano might start to turn it around. So I I bank on Joey Logano this week. Kyle Busch, another guy. I just feel like he's going to run net. He, he runs well at the kind of f- uh, flatter mile and a half ish type tracks, I guess you could say. So I'll put him in my in my lineup, and I have Denny Hamlin. He led a hundred some odd laps of this race last year. Didn't have a good finish. I think he's due for another good finish because he's been kind of up and down this year. So I'd take a take a bet on him this week, and then a wild card. Chase Elliott. He won the race last year. Is this? It's like having this off week to recharge and reset. Is this what Chase Elliott needs? I know we've been saying, oh, this is the week he comes back. This is the week he comes back, and it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. That's why I have him as my wild card. You might want to think about him. Maybe put him in your garage. Maybe stash him away and move him in if one of your top drivers have trouble. So those are my five drivers that I would take a chance on here this week, plus the wild card of Chase Elliott. With that said, try to get out to your local short tracks. I know... um, Citrus County has a big event. They've got super lates and some other things going on. They've got, you know, 10 to 12 features for you. New Smyrna with $5 family fun night. You, you'll you'll have your money's worth with the Power Wheel races alone, watching the kids out there have a good time. Um, hell, you, $5, you, you can't beat it. Kids are free. You can get the whole family in for like 10 bucks. It's going to be a great time. Great racing, great atmosphere, great, uh, great family stuff. And uh, NASCAR in Nashville. So... With all of that going on, we will definitely have some content next week. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate our sponsors. Um, I'm not going to charge the sponsors for this episode. I know this one's just kind of thrown together, but want to get something out there for you guys. Hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you all next week with hopefully some short track action and some good NASCAR stuff to report on. So come back and listen in next week, and take care. Get out there and enjoy some damn racing if you can. Talk to you next week. Bye.